Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to The Conversation. I'm your host, Roxanne Grace. Guys, today I'm talking to Sinbad. You don't want to miss it. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this conversation. As always promised, I will bring my guest in in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, like and subscribe to our channel. Also, guys, check out our social profiles. They're really easy to find, all at the exact same handle, at Dream Label Group. Check out our website, dreamlabelgroup.com. There you will find a mailing list. And if you join that mailing list, you will be some of the first to hear brand new music from Dream and receive updates about our awesome show. Also, guys, on our website, you will find a link to subscribe to our podcast. We are pretty much everywhere. You can find us at iHeartRadio, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. So go check that out. Guys, My guest today has brought so much joy and laughter to so many lives. I'm talking about actor, comedian, and good old family man, Sinbad. Let's bring in the man himself. Hey, hey, what's up, Roxanne? (laughs) How are you doing? I'm always good. I'm always good. Even I'm bad, I'm good. Oh, hey, hey, the name says it all. Listen, I got to tell you, it is an absolute honor to have a conversation with you today. I grew up on programs like A Different World. So this is just so exciting for me. So let's jump right into it. I, you know, I used to watch The Cosby Show and A Different World. And I know that you had, um, you know, your own program for a long time. And you've been in so many movies and films, like way too many Uh, to list. And I know even recently you were in um, a hilarious sitcom, Rel. I think it aired from like 2018 Uh, to 2019. And I was watching some of it last evening and I was laughing hysterically. Um, What is the iconic Sinbad up to right now? You know, right now, you know, when, when COVID hit, I mean, I'm, I'm always on the road. I'm on the road, like, God, three weeks, uh, three days out the week before COVID hit, I come home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, go back on either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday. So, when COVID hit, first, you know, you know, first I'm like everybody else, hey, what am I gonna do? But then I started realizing there's some good sides to COVID. I'm I have an <laughs> eight-month-old grandson. Uh, my son Royce just had a child, and I'm home every day. I get a chance to be with him and, and watch him grow up. So it's been a um, I think it's been a you know, as, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, because thank God I've been able to pay my rent, I've been able to do things because I, mm-hmm. I I I'll tell you other ways I found to survive. But I was able to be around family. There's six people in our house right now, family members, and we, we're all trying to, to, to make it work. Um, so I think if you don't curse the darkness, I look at this way. Look, OK, what's the, what's the good side of this? Mm. And quit waiting for ever kept saying when it gets back to normal. What if this is the new normal? What if I, and what if, or what if the new normal is not what it was? So right. my mind started racing right in March. My mind started going, I started looking. I look, I'm a tech head. So I went through about 20, I went through StreamYard. I went through uh, GoStream Labs. I went through OB. I went through about 20 pieces of software to figure out how can I perform and make it virtual. But it was kind of too early. <laughs> People looked at me like I was crazy. My <laughs> agents were talking to me like I was crazy. I said, man, we can do virtual shows. He goes, what is that? I said, I can have a screen. I've had computer screens in front of me and I can be doing my show. And, and I realized. But not I was everybody's jumping. doing it. Everybody. Yeah, now, now, now everyone's doing it. But back then, everybody was trying to hang on to what it was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I reached out to someone who did corporate gigs and we said, man, let's do a corporate virtual gig. This is the new way. And we did it. I mean, the money is not as much, but it's okay. It's, it is what it is for right now. Right. So I was able to do some things 
to keep myself alive by never panicking. I tell my friends, my musician friends, don't panic. So you know, my, my, my daughter Paige is writing. She, she does music, but it's also she writes as a writer, man, putting web episodes and movies together. My wife and my kids formed a new production company, Stone Harbor Productions. Cool. I'm, I'm involved, but I let them do the thing. They're doing all the grunt work. My son, Royce, a director, editor, writer, you know, he, he does it all. So we're waiting for that next thing. And I know it's close and you just got to keep, you know, you got to keep faith. You always tell people leave room for the magic. Let God do something. Can you, can you let him do something? You try to do everything. Can you? He's like, he'll do this. Okay, go ahead. You got a great idea. Go ahead. You don't need me. Sometimes he'll let you jack it up. <laughs> so, and then you get, when you mess it up, you're like, oh, God, help me. I've been trying. I've been trying to talk to you. I try to catch you a mile back, but you weren't listening. So I'm um I'm excited about where the world can be. I mean, I don't I know now I don't want to go back to where it was. I don't want to go on the road every week. I don't want to be gone every weekend. I'm 64 years old now. I want to enjoy because we're so geeked on working and working. I've never not worked work. So I said, let me do a different kind of work behind the camera, be smart, or actually do nothing. Just go sit outside and I like sometimes sleeping till noon and going, I have nothing to do all day. I enjoy that sometimes. Well, come on. Actually, my next question I was going to ask you, I was going <laughs> to say, how do you keep yourself grounded? Uh, but it sounds like family plays a huge role in that. But yeah. through the years, you know, being so iconic and everybody knowing of you and you being in pretty much everything for the longest time, um, how back then did you keep yourself grounded? You know, it's... Um, my life, I, I'd be, maybe it'd been different, Roxanne, if I had been like 18 when I got discovered or 19, but God didn't work it that way for me. I was mm -hmm. a kid from Michigan. I didn't know how you become famous. I knew I wanted to be famous, but there was no HBO or any of that stuff. So I ended up going to college, uh, dropped out of college, playing basketball. Wow. It was a horrible four-year experience, but it was a part of the building block. So I don't curse it now. When I was younger, it hurt me, but all that hurt made me who I am now. So you, you can't hurt me. Then I joined the military, got kicked out the Air Force, but it was the Air Force talent show that got me started doing comedy. And that's why I always go back and perform for the troops. Cause man, I was, I was immature in some of my thinking and, and some of it was not for me, but I still go back because I respect the military. I respect all my guys in the military. I respect all my men and women in the military and their families and what they go through. So for me, when I got to Hollywood, you know, I was like, Hey, this is the easiest gig in the world. Although it's hard. I said, this is the easiest gig in the world. So I just I just kept moving from there. I never stopped. I never I always looked at another way. I, you can't close the door on me. If you do, you better lock it up tight. Don't keep <laughs> it cracked. Don't use a chain. I'll kick a chain in. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I definitely can see that coming through and everything that you do. Um, uh, Sinbad, we know you as a great man of faith. Uh, has it always been like that? Were you raised in a Christian home? Like at what point in your life did you uh, give your heart to Jesus? Well, you know, I'm blessed. My father is a preacher. My father was a preacher. But you got to look at, no, we, we work in this. This is where I'm troubled right now. I think Christianity is used now. I think in, in politics and in life, people you know, run back to God. When, they, when, when they're losing an argument, they will, my God, oh, no, 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 no. You, don't bring, you didn't bring God in the beginning of this conversation. You can't bring him in at the end. I think we're losing more and more young people. That Remember, this is the biggest generation that doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in church because it's been used as a tool. So let me let me say, when I talk about religion, when I talk about faith, what mine is, uh, my father was a, a never was a, a monster church, but was always a great man. He was 
always doing stuff for people. I, I've seen what my father done. I've seen the sacrifice he's made. I saw the love he had for people. And I am who I am because my mother and father. My, my mother and father taught me uh, about God at early age. But then, you know, you go to college, they call you got to find your own God. You have you have your your parents God in you, but then you you get challenged and you you go to school and you think you know some stuff. And then uh, I had to have that real moment that that I had to come to Jesus moment where I actually took. I was in a college dorm room and my life wasn't going too well and sports weren't going too well. I said, tell you what, I drew up a contract. I actually sat there in my ignorance and drew up a contract and said, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. I said, I'll figure it out on my own. Wow. And then I did the dumbest thing you do. I demanded to see him. I said, if you're real, I demand to see you. Then I remembered, oh, the last time somebody saw God, they didn't work out too well. So I said, <laughs> hey, you know what? Never mind, never mind. I said, I don't need to see you. I don't need to see you. I just need you to leave me alone. And um, but something happened that that evening where all this stuff I thought I was doing, you know, it's like that footprints in the sand thing. But I had that moment like you thought you did all this, you thought you were doing all this. And I I also didn't want to, you know, that for me as a kid from the 60s, 70s, to disrespect my parents. You know, I was like, even though I'm growing up as a man, I said, Well, is there something here? And he spoke to me. And that's okay. He said, your life ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy path. But it's, but the, at the end of this path, I'm going to forge you into something. I said, well, could you give me exactly the timeline? See, God won't give it. If he would give us the timeline, I think, you know, Christianity could be a lot easier if he said, next Wednesday. If you can or, hang or, on next or Wednesday. Or we'd I, run. There's a good possibility. Yes. Like, no way. <laughs> yeah, just like, hey, man, it's going to take you 10 years. What? I I'm, I'm need you. <laughs> he has to give you hope that each day is going to come. Because if he told you, man, it's going to be 10 years. I'm like, like, it's like Joseph. I mean, I'm going to be, how long am I going to be gone? It's going to exactly. be a minute. I, I would say like with God, uh, with God's plans for our lives, getting A to B is going like A to, to W to Z. Yeah, you don't go to B. To you never go to B. B is last. <laughs> you go to A to Z, A to T. I said, can I get to B? B's coming. B's coming. Exactly. B's going to be good. Come on. B's going to be good. Hmm. And then yeah, after a while, right. you know that surrender when you do that surrender and 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 that's a very big thing and i don't think see when i witness the people i don't do the god my dad was one of those god fire man you need to come to god my dad was more like this my dad would sit down and have a cup of coffee with somebody mm -hmm. look reverend reverend i ain't into that pre that god thing he said man i asked you for some coffee i didn't ask you nothing about god so before you know it they're talking and well, okay if your life if a christian if you don't live your life is that if there's not some light in your eyes See, true Christians, you'll meet somebody like, man, what is it? I'm not saying it'd be perfect. Let's get this out the way. All these people have a, a problem with, with Christians. Oh, he might curse or he might do this or he might drink. I said, hey, there ain't no perfection out here. That's right. You can stop that now. There's no perfection in evil either. And you'll follow that. So let's let's not get that twisted. So my dad was more like, hey, man, why don't you try this? You you try a car out. You, you try a pair of shoes. If the shoes don't fit, you take them back. He said, if God doesn't work, jump off the train. If your life ain't better, why should you keep doing it? Mm -hmm. That's all his, his whole thing was, look, you tried everything else that didn't work. How's your life working out for you now? Why don't you try this one? See what happens. And that's where I'm at. Hey, you tried everything else. You jacked everything else up. Try <laughs> one more thing. I love it. Uh, you mentioned that we are this generation, this current generation is the most unchurched generation. Like our generation's even if we weren't in church, 
we were raised hearing the gospel in some way, you know, Sunday school, whatever, just, it was normal life. It's somewhere in your DNA. It's somewhere in your DNA. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere. It's somewhere in our DNA and uh, young people right now, I mean, they're not going necessarily into the four walls into the church building. They're spiritual. Their thing is the spiritual, the being and the meditation in the earth and recycling and all that. And I can't blame them because it's our generation that failed them. Right. Our generation is arguing like children. Our generation is acting like stupid mm-hmm. kids. Our generation is showing the ugliest side of humanity that I've seen in a long time. It's always been there. It never left. Let's get this straight. This country has never been straight. It's never been a straight country because it wasn't built that way. If a house is built crooked, it'll lay crooked. For a house to, to become straight from being, raised, being built crooked, you have to take mm-hmm. the house down. And I think for the first time in in America, we have to take the house down. And I'm not talking about either side. I ain't talking about Democrat, Republican, liberal. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to take the house down and say, where's your heart? I judge people by their heart now. I don't judge you by by what what red or blue, whatever. Where's your heart at? If your heart Mm -hmm. ain't right, I don't care where you at. You can't talk to me. You have no conversation with me. Don't come to me like you care. Don't, Don't come to me like you care. I'm not even trying to convert you. I'm not even in the conversion mode anymore in this country. Once you tell me where you're standing and where you go, that's how I judge you now. It's like everybody doesn't make it to the promised land. Everybody ain't going to make it. And that's just the way it is. Right. You're absolutely right. And uh, I love how you're just being so real. And that's what, even like we're just talking about young people, that's what young people want. It's not that they're spiritual, they're not spiritually hungry because they're so hungry. Creation yeah. is longing for the creator, uh, but they want real, just like what you're saying. They want real. They don't want this, this facade. They don't want the, these games or the, this fake. Yeah. <laughs> this next question I have for you. So my husband and myself, we were watching last night, a comedy special that you did, and we were laughing hysterically. I mean, we were almost on the floor and it was about marriage. You know, naturally we're married. So we definitely <laughs> related to everything, hey, uh, everything hey. you were saying. <laughs> so that's I God, hear- that's, that's God's biggest joke, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to hook up with somebody for the rest of your life. What? <laughs> yeah. I hear through the grapevine that you give fantastic marriage advice. Throw it at us. <laughs> you know what? I give advice that you can't keep yourself. See, we- there's advice you can give. But it's, you know what? With marriage, marriage, everybody's marriage is so different, but it's not. Everybody wants to think, you know, we have an idea of what marriage is. And there's stages of marriage. It's like first getting married, then it's being married for about seven, eight, nine years. That's when people almost break up now because it becomes too much. Then that's that once you get past 15, 20, it's a, it's a different joint. It's, it's a different place. Like, yeah, I heard you say it, but you let it go. I heard you say it, but that's okay because I don't care. So you you have to, I found out the key, man, with marriage and the hardest part about marriage because everybody's trying to control. Everybody thinks they're losing something. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm not going to be controlled. You're not going to tell me what to do. I said, everybody goes back to the kids and the mother and father. So you can almost treat like your spouse. Like, is that my mother? You what they say? You ain't my daddy. You ain't my mother. You can almost get to that point. Well, you see the other person as someone trying to control you. I say, no, if nothing else, you got first, you got to marry somebody you like, not right. just love. A lot of people <laughs> fall in love, but do you like this person? That's like your best friend. You know, we have a best friend in life. You accept all the dumbness that comes with them. Your best friend, usually somebody not somebody not just like you. Y'all might be totally opposite, 
but somehow y'all groove in some kind of way. It's like, I use sports analogy all the time. It's like a team, like, okay, I look at LeBron James and Rondo. Yes, we won the championship. Don't cry. So it's like LeBron James and Rondo, he should play with the Celtics. They, they, these guys should be, should be enemies. But once they came together on this team, it worked. Yeah. I've never understood sports. Isn't it crazy how I can hate this guy when he plays for another team, but now that he plays with me, he might become my best friend because we adapt. And, and marriage is about adapting. And a lot of times we don't adapt too well because we fall in love with the other stuff, how they look and how you feel. Oh, she makes me feel this. Oh, she's so beautiful. Drop that. Well, she's ugly tomorrow. What if your man gets fat? You got to prepare yourself for the next phase of this life, man. <laughs> Things don't always stay this way. So is this someone you can spend the rest of your life with? And everything ain't that deep. Some stuff you got to let go. Everything is not a fight. Everything is not somebody trying to get you. And you think you're, everything is not somebody trying to get you. Sometimes you just, you know, I've even said yes to stuff I know I ain't going to do. But just just because I know when we get there, I'm not going to have to do this. But I don't have to plant my feet in the ground right now. I see more husbands kill themselves thinking they have a voice. Dude, you don't have no voice. <laughs> As a husband, your job is to adapt and help. And you got to go off and figure out how to do your life. Men, once you get married, you become third. You become behind the wife, the children, and then you. And if you got a dog, you might be fourth. So you got to <laughs> figure out how you're going to dig with being fourth. <laughs> That's great. That's great. To our audience, are you guys getting it? This is amazing, amazing <laughs> advice. Thank you so much. All our husbands are like, oh. <laughs> it is. No. I mean, you know what, what the, key is? the key is this. When your argument, is this worth breaking up over? If it's not, not stop. Is this the argument that kills the family because you left the top of the toothpaste off or because you didn't right. vacuum? I have to vacuum. Is this the argument that breaks? Is this the straw that breaks the camera? Is this the reason I leave? If it's not, you know what? Quit tripping. Mm. Quit tripping. Uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You're absolutely right. The little things. I mean, we got we to gotta pick our battles, yeah. right? Yeah, we it really is. Not everything is a battle. Yeah. Everything's no. not a war. And now we go to war. And I'm like, yo, go, go. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, a couple of days ago, when I found out that I have the opportunity to interview you, I threw it onto my private Facebook, my personal Facebook, and I just kind of mentioned to my friends, I said, hey guys, I get to interview uh, the legendary Sinbad. And I offered, you know, I, I gave opportunity for my friends to, you know, ask some <laughs> questions. So I chose a couple questions um, that my friends wanted me to ask you. One of them actually is from Cheryl Cooper, Al Alice Cooper's wife, Cheryl. Um, she oh, that's my girl. Yeah, Cheryl. <laughs> that's my girl. Yeah, Cheryl. <laughs> So Cheryl had mentioned that you um, that you came out to I think it was proof uh, for yes, uh, Solid yes. Rock. For, so she wanted me to ask you, you know, uh, what was your opinion and your experience with Solid Rock and your amazing performance? Um, I think it was at proof. Is what she said. Tell it till that time I was doing comedy, but tell it now I've been practicing my bass and my guitar and I'm working on my sax. Next time I do that, I want to play. I want to play rock. <laughs> I want to sit down and get funky and play with them. And we're going to mix some funk and some rock, man. We're going to have some funky rock. I love it. They were just building their uh, that center they were building for entertainment for kids and teaching. Man, it was just, I just, I love, I love her and her husband and her daughter. I love that whole family. I love what they're about. Yes, I do too. I actually was involved in their organization for a long time. I fully believe in it and I adore them. Her and Alice are amazing, wonderful people. Somebody else wanted to know too, who would you consider iconic? 
for me, uh, outside of my family, I was blessed because my dad was my, I had a hero in my house. I was I was really blessed there. But I look at iconic. Okay, let me go as a kid. Let me give the stages growing up. When I grew up, my heroes were Bill Russell, Walt Chamberlain, uh, Dr. J, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, uh, uh, Red Skelton, believe it or not, uh, um, Alan King, Jonathan Winters. So I look, the guys who are iconic to me, are beasts. Bill Cosby, these, these guys were beasts. I mean, Richard Pryor, you know, it, it's 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 amazing what these people, Mega Evers. So it was, it was a mixture between people who were activists and people who were entertainers and people who were athletes. And so I, I looked at them and I looked at their life and as a kid, they were larger than life to me. And I wanted to be, I want to be Jacques Cousteau, man. I want to be Meryl Andretti. I was, there were so many people who did so many great things. But as I got older, I started reading you can't read about, okay, when the guy's right here, everybody wants to talk about how'd you get to the limo? I said, I want that first story. And he found a lot of them were just like you. But gave me hope when I found some of them start off at less than me. And they just had that, man, that persistence. Man, I tell people grit. There's a book called Grit the Great. No, There's no determination why some people make it and some don't. We know that. Why mm -hmm. someone has the talent, didn't make it, and some person does. But the one thing, the one thing that's always there is grit. Some people just got that grit and you can't stop them. It's that pit bull, is that is that dog in them, man and woman. They're just like, I will not be stopped. I don't care about sexism. I don't care about racism. I don't care like if you're scared, uh, homosexuality, LGBTQ, you don't dig what I'm doing. Their thing is, I don't care. Right. I don't care how you see me. You will not stop me. And that's why I think all of those people had a little bit of faith in something bigger than themselves. Come because on. you're not big enough to do it yourself. I leave room for the magic. See, I leave room for the magic. You got you put all the ingredients and in when you're cooking something, you put in all the ingredients. Well, now let me leave some some room for the magic. Let the man upstairs do something. Let him let him give me the last bit, you know, which is the whole bit. He lets us do our little thing because I think it's important for us to do our thing. It's important for a human being processing and using your brain and using your skill set. Yeah, I wish I could wake up. God, could you give me some abs? If I could just wake up, I swear, if you just give me some abs, I'll be a better person. I mean, if I could just wake up, God, and you drop 30 pounds off me like this, I'm gonna give you a gym membership. Exactly. God, I didn't ask for that. I didn't, I didn't ask, I didn't ask for the gym membership. <laughs> you are so great. Can you give me the abs? They're there. It's under your fat stomach. You got some abs. I gave them to you. You ruined them. <laughs> well, we know that the Bible says that faith without works is dead. It's so dead. it it's does dead. It works. That's my tell people faith without works is dead. And I said to do the impossible, you have to see the invisible. Mm -hmm. Those two yeah. things. If you, if you, if you can see it, it's not big enough. If you can see how this works, your dream is too small. It means you could achieve it by yourself. That's right. And sometimes you get when, I, when faith without works, but it, it means to, leap of faith means I'm stepping off this cliff. I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to get in shape. I got my rope, but I'm going to step off this cliff because I have the faith that I put the work in. I did my studying. I got my best climbing gear. I'm ready to take that leap of faith. And that's that's what it is. That's all it is. It's that, you know what? It's kind of simple, but it ain't. It, it's, it's God laid it out simple, but it ain't because he gave us free will. He shouldn't have gave us that. <laughs> that's the thing he should not have given us. You can't give people free will. We mess it up. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Uh, Sinbad, I'm so bummed because our time together is coming to an end. I would Ooh. love to hang out with you like all day long. You're you're 
so fun and you have so much wisdom and advice to give. Um, where could our audience find, if they don't already know, I can't imagine people don't know where to find you, but if they don't know where to find you, uh, where could they find you? On Instagram, I'm Sinbad Bad. Twitter, I'm Sinbad Bad. Facebook, I'm just Sinbad. You know, I'm always out there doing something, man. It's, it's, it's I have ADHD, so it's all disjointed, <laughs> but it all makes sense in the end. So come and hang out with me. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, got, I do a, a podcast with my son called Blurred Empire, Black Nerds. So you can catch us at Blurred, B-L-E-R-D, Blurred Empire. Blurred Empire. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy, busy schedule, like I said earlier, to chat with us. It has been an extreme honor uh, and privilege to have this conversation with you. And uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure. And tell your man, Lance, I said, what's up? I will do that. I will absolutely do that. And also, I didn't tell you earlier that Cheryl and Alice also wanted me to give you their greetings and their love. So. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Tell me what's happening. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Sinbad. Guys, that is all the time that we have with legendary Sinbad. Um, again, if you guys want to reach us, you can always email us. We're open for questions, comments, even ideas for upcoming programs. Until next week, stay blessed in him. We'll see you then.